Hi, and welcome to the second episode of Every Day is Groundhog Day, except for the days when it's not. I'm your host, Michael. In the last episode, I gave you a high-level overview of the origin and history of Groundhog Day. During that discussion, I mentioned that there are a large number of Groundhog Day forecasters, and that it's not just Punxsutawney Phil who provides a prediction on February 2nd, as many people may think. A big part of why I wanted to start this podcast was to shine a spotlight on those other prognosticators. So today, we're going to be talking about Woodstock Willie, and we have an interview with Willie's handler, Melissa McMahon, that was recorded in the fall that I'll be playing for you shortly. As we'll discuss in the interview, Woodstock is a town in Illinois that was used to stand in for Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania in the movie Groundhog Day. That's right, the Punxsutawney that you see Phil Connors wandering around in is not the actual Punxsutawney. If you went to Punxsutawney, it would look a whole lot different. After the movie was filmed, Woodstock embraced their association with the film and started their own Groundhog Day tradition, which has grown into a pretty big celebration. Just like Punxsutawney Phil, Woodstock Willie predicts how much more winter we're going to get based on whether or not they see their shadow. We're going to talk about all this and more. So without further ado, here's the interview. So Woodstock Willie is a groundhog that has been prognosticating on Groundhog Day since I believe sometime in the mid-1990s in Woodstock, Illinois. Woodstock is also the city where the movie Groundhog Day was primarily filmed. And also there is an annual celebration called Woodstock Groundhog Days. And today I am here speaking with Melissa McMahon, who is a Woodstock Groundhog Days committee member and also Woodstock Willie's handler. So welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me. No problem. So I guess there's probably a lot to talk about. Woodstock is an important city in the history of Groundhog Day, as it is the city where Groundhog Day was filmed. I was thinking maybe we could start talking about Woodstock Willie himself, get a little idea. Oh, themselves. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Woodstock (laughs) Willie themselves. It's a, a new development that we do refer to Woodstock Willie as they, them, because you know, behind the curtain, there are, are a number of volunteers that make Woodstock Willie appear. So to be respectful of all of those volunteers, we refer to Willie as a they. And it's a, Willie can range from about five foot to five foot seven on any given day, sometimes a little taller, but not often. And really they're a mascot for our entire city, not just for Groundhog's Day for that festival where we're there each and every day of that. But Willie often shows up throughout the year at various community events. So, okay. So there is a mascot Woodstock Willie. Is there also a Groundhog Woodstock Willie? There is indeed. On February 2nd at the prognostication ceremony, Woodstock Willie, whose real name is actually Wendy, comes out with their handler, Mark. And Mark was actually has a tie to the original movie. Mark was working with the animal handler company, and I can't remember the name of the company. Um, He was working with the owner of that company who provided the actual groundhog for the filming of the movie. That particular groundhog, as they have a shorter lifespan, is no longer with us, but Wendy... Mark now runs the company and Wendy comes out every February 2nd, much to her chagrin because they are usually hibernating that time of year. So 
It's like getting woken up on the wrong side of the bed. But Wendy comes out, acts as Woodstock Willie, comes out of their stump and predicts our weather. So how long has Wendy been Woodstock Willie? I believe Wendy is coming on four or five years now. Four or five years. So there have been multiple. There have been a, a few, yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe the lifespan of an actual groundhog is is anywhere from like six to eight or something, but I that's I don't know exactly. But yeah, Wendy has been with us for a few years and we hope for a few more. And if not, Mark, the handler, will have one for us. Okay, and you said Mark was a handler on, on the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think I had heard somewhere that maybe there was a link to that original groundhog. Do you know if there's any relation between Wendy and the original groundhog on the movie? Or is that... That might be an urban legend, but it could be true. It could be true. I mean, it is the same handler all these years. So perhaps they have kept the lifeline going there. But I cannot confirm or deny that. (laughs) Okay. Then I guess, could you talk maybe a little bit about uh, Woodstock Groundhog Days? Like what happens there? Like what kind of events go on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the festival itself. So going back just a little bit. The movie was filmed in Woodstock in 1992, released in theaters in 1993. Beginning in 1995, there was a committee of citizens who had participated in the movie and just um, also with our education foundation decided, Hey, let's, let's have a party. So those first couple of years was actually just like a one-off event on February 2nd. It was like a breakfast and it just kind of started to snowball. So now nearly 30 years later, almost give or take, we have a festival. That festival range depends on where February 2nd always falls doesn't matter if February 2nd is a Wednesday or a Tuesday, a Saturday. We always have the prognostication on February 2nd. So where that falls in the week will determine how long our festival goes. This year in 2024, we will have the welcoming of Woodstock Willie on February 1st. On that, I believe it's a Thursday evening. And then February 2nd, our prognostication. And then we have fun all weekend long. We'll have events all day Saturday and Sunday. A highlight of that is our local theater, Classic Cinemas here in Woodstock, will show the movie and they, they'll they put it on a couple screens. And it's really sometimes the first opportunity some fans have had to see that on the big screen. So they love that. That's often held in the Harold Ramis Theater, which was dedicated to the director of the movie, Harold Ramis, when they did a a total renovation a few years ago. Yeah, I, I I don't think I had heard that about the Harold Ramis Theater. So is it like is it playing over and over again, or is it just a just a few showings? Generally, they do a one time showing each day. Okay. So whether it's evening or daytime, um, they'll show it then. But then throughout the town, you're going to find events all over. Many of them have a charity aspect. Ortman's Tavern, which is right near the movie theater. They host a bags tournament, even in February, everyone's outside having um, a bags tournament and all of the proceeds and donations go to the Woodstock Food Pantry. So it's a great tie-in with our other organizations. The walking tour is a fan favorite. Many of our sites from the movie are all plaqued. And we also have in conjunction with the city of Woodstock, these wonderful new signs out that have a QR code that will lead you to the walking tour video that we did with Bob Hudgens, the original location manager many years ago. But that walking tour on the weekend of the festival is a guided tour. So we hold that 
kind of once a day. And even Bob Hudgens himself comes out and leads that tour once in a while. I think he's come back every year almost and does at least one of the ones for the weekend. Oh, wow. So he's got some great behind the scenes stories. If you do tour with Bob, it's going to be an amazing experience, but dress warm because you will be outside for a long time. He loves to talk and he's got stories about everyone from cast and crew that he shares. That sounds fun. That leads me to another question. What is the, what is the weather like in Woodstock? So like if Woodstock (laughs) Willie is predicting long winter or early spring, like what's average temperatures? Well, (laughs) You know, with weather, I would say in the last couple of years, it's hard to predict. I just, I think three or four Groundhog Days ago, I didn't even need a jacket. Last year, we were freezing, you know, don't forget your booties. It's cold out there. It's not just a a line from the movie. So it really, it, it could go lots of different ways. Dress for warm, you can always take off layers, but generally... Regardless, I think in time since 1995, the prognostication has only been canceled once, and that was due to a blizzard. I believe the year was 2011, and there was so much snow, no one could get anywhere. That is the only year it has been canceled. But otherwise, sun or snow, rain or cold, we go on. The show goes on. And do you have an estimate on how many people usually come out? I I imagine it's... It can uh, get pretty crowded and it's great. A lot depends on what day of the week it falls on. If it falls on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday, you know, we're looking at maybe about 2,000 people when it happens on a weekend. And this year, 2024 will be on a Friday. So I imagine our numbers will be up again. But we've ranged anywhere really from like 1,200 people to 3,000 people on that morning. And many more will come in go throughout the weekend. And the best part is lots of people will come. Lots of people get personal experience. You know, they'll meet somebody else or something, but we have visitors come from around the world. It's pretty typical to walk, you know, come across somebody else from another country. We've got a family from Germany who makes almost, I think it's every other year they come out. We've got fans from everywhere. And it's also very evident we will live cast the prognostication ceremony on our Facebook page, you know, through our website and all that kind of stuff. And we will have people, you know, comments of like, hey, I'm in Hawaii watching. I'm in Australia. And people from around the globe will check into the live feed if they don't happen to be there, but we have visitors come from all over. And is it difficult to find hotel rooms or or lodging around that time? Does it does it get really packed, or are you um, usually I, uh, okay? I would not wait until January thirtieth to reserve a room. <laughs> But generally, our local in-town hotels will be booked, but we have some neighboring towns and and people will stay kind of all around. Now, if you want to stay at the bed and breakfast, which is the cherry tree bed and breakfast, it is the exact same from the movie. So the bed and breakfast that he stays, that Phil Connors, Bill Murray stays in at the movie, is still in our town and still operating as a bed and breakfast with amazing hosts. That, I believe it's usually a two-year reservation. Yeah, there's a wait list for that one to stay in the the home. Um, But they do do uh, tours through the weekend. 
and there's people year round. The best part is year round. People will come to Woodstock to look at the sites, take their pictures and get tours of the bed and breakfast. It is, I, I live around the corner from it. So I see it firsthand and the owner, Lori is a good friend of mine, but there will be people on any given weekend for sure. But like, you know, a Thursday night, people will pull up in front of our house. Everybody jumps out of the car. They take a picture and off they go. But it's quite a phenomenon that Woodstock has embraced completely. The businesses, the residents, the city, we love it. We love having the visitors come and celebrate this movie. And this movie is really one to celebrate. It's a great story. And so many of the sites from the movie are still very much, you can walk into the Moose Lodge and it still looks like the Bachelor Auction. The movie theater outside will often change their marquee to say Heidi 2. Mm week of Groundhog's Day Festival to match up with the movie. Um, And Wayne's Lanes on Church Street, they have renovated to look back what it looked like in the movie. The owners at the time of the filming took that money that they got as the filming location and like totally turned it 90s, you know, black light glowing movie or bowling alley. And then the next owner actually started getting back some of the pieces that you saw in the film. And the current owner now has embraced it completely. And you walk in there and you swear Bill Murray is going to be sitting there at the bar because it just looks just like the movie. And it's really, it's a great experience. Fun time. I think I've seen that Stephen Tobolowsky has come back maybe once or twice, or I think at least twice. Quite a few times, actually. Quite yeah. a few times. Just a quick note here. Stephen Tobolowski is the actor who portrayed Ned Ryerson in the film Groundhog Day. He is the pushy salesman who Phil Connors keeps running into every day and who Phil Connors eventually punches in the face and who famously says Bing. Mm-hmm. So does he like help preside over the ceremony or is he just like a, a spectator? Stephen Tobolowski is a true friend of the committee. I don't know the exact number of how many times he's come back over the years, but he's come back for the festival quite a few times. The most recently I want to say was in 19 or 20. I, if I thought about it, I would have notes, but he came back and he was absolutely completely engaged. He, after the prognostication, It was cold that year. He was there and took pictures for probably an hour and a half. Anybody who wanted a picture with him, he stayed and he was out there and he was taking them. He also kind of gave a keynote speech. He had recently, he's written a few books and they're great books. We had a presentation kind of talk with him at the Opera House, which is still standing and was the location that was dubbed the Pennsylvanian Hotel. That's our Opera House. But Stephen talked to a packed house, giving, you know, stories about the filming, stories about just his career in general. He is a great guy. And he tells us year after year, if his schedule allows, he's coming back. Oh, and and he has. But he's a working actor and he's a wonderful working actor. So there was time like he was on Goldberg's or One Day at a Time. So he's like, I wanted to get back there. But he will often, I know there's a picture out there on set for One Day at a Time, which I think is a Netflix show. And he's wearing the scarf that we'd given away to our pub crawlers that year. So it was, he's really a true friend to the city of Woodstock and the Groundhog Day Committee. Yeah, that's great that he, he keeps coming back there. Is there anybody else from the movie that you know that's come back? The question is always, you know, can you get Bill Murray to come back? Can you get Bill Murray? We send correspondence, we ask every year. And, you know, Bill Murray being Bill Murray, there's entirely like a good possibility he's been there and just in the crowd and hasn't said anything. 
in 2020, so the year that Jeep did the Groundhog theme commercial, he did come back for the filming and he was back in town then. I know we asked if he would come back for the festival, which was going to be a few weeks later, but alas, he did not, at least not that we noticed. But in the past, I believe Andy McDowell had come out. I'm not sure for the festival or when they did the dedication of the filming for Harold. And quite a few of the extras in the movie were and are residents of Woodstock. A lot of people have really like firsthand stories, which is great. And they share those with them. But last year in 2020, well, this year, which feels like last year, but 2023, Danny Rubin, who is the original screenwriter for the movie, he came out and he was our special guest. I sat down 33 years ago to write a movie. I, I was pretty clear that it was about a person who was arrogant and self-centered and needed to relearn how to live his life by living uh, the same day over and over again. But that story wouldn't have worked unless there was another story, which is about a community of people who choose to come out at dawn in the dead center of winter, but they do it to be goofy and funny and silly and to show community spirit and to be appreciative of the lives that they have. And I just want to say thank you so much for welcoming me back to your town. A lot of times our special guests get a very involved part in the prognostication. They will sometimes read that proclamation. But Danny also gave a talk, a speech, so to speak, at in our opera house to another packed house. And he too was just very down to earth. He was signing posters, taking pictures, again, just sharing that behind the scene knowledge of a movie that we all love and his experience filming it. And he also spoke about his work with the musical. So Groundhog Day, the musical, I don't know what year that came about, but he had an integral part in that. And he spoke about that at our festival. It's amazing how one movie has just kind of spurned so many things. And it really, 30 years later, we still celebrate. We have a festival. This year, it's going to be February 1st through February 4th, 2024. All are welcome. Come out to Woodstock. We just celebrate year after year, again and again. And I guess I should ask you, are you native to Woodstock or how long have you been in, in Woodstock? I am not a native of Woodstock. I'm from a neighboring community, Hoffman Estates. I, but I've been in Woodstock now for almost 17 years. I'm still new compared to, <laughs> to a lot, but I, I love this town and just love people coming and enjoying. I mean, it's a town where we're big enough that we've got a couple fast food restaurants and more than one stoplight, but we're still small enough that people wave at their neighbors. You come to a four-way stop and it's usually like kind of a standstill because everyone's trying to be nice to everybody else. And that's what Woodstock's about. When I was looking to get involved with different things, I was like, hey, Groundhog's Day brings out so many people. Everybody's in a good mood everybody's smiling there's families there's there's kids there's adults there's grandparents I mean this is a movie and a festival that everyone can enjoy and I was like hey I'm going to get involved with that next thing I knew I was Woodstock Willie's personal assistant oh wow <laughs> making sure that our mascot got to as many things as we could and it's pretty funny we'll have a Christmas parade and we actually have an event here in Woodstock that is wonderful it's called Lighting of the Square and it's held the Friday after Thanksgiving where the entire downtown area that is very recognizable from the movie. It's dark and we flip the light and all the Christmas lights come up and that entire square is just lit like magic. And I take Woodstock, Willie and Santa. I take each of them by a hand and I lead them through the crowd.
proud to get to our bandstand, the same bandstand that you see in the movie. And people will be like, oh my gosh, Woodstock Willie is here. And they're so excited. And then they're like, oh, hey, Santa. And it's like an afterthought. And this is our biggest event leading into Christmas. But that just kind of gives you an idea of the love that our town has for this movie. And you said Woodstock Willie, the mascot, is is around like all year goes to, I mean, obviously this Absolutely. event, which was in around Christmas time and, and yep. in February, yep. but just like, I guess, any other events. Yeah, they just came, they were out for Witches and Wizards of Woodstock, which is another family-friendly event put on by our public library this past weekend. And we were out for that. Woodstock Willie was a judge for the costume contest, took pictures with so many people. So it's really something that we celebrate all year round, both the movie, the festival, and just our Woodstock. (laughs) We just celebrate. And the really fun thing is this coming year, Woodstock Willie we have a neighboring community. They're called the Windy City Bulls. So it's the G League for the NBA. They're affiliated with the Chicago Bulls. They play in an arena about 40 minutes from here. And they reached out to us and they're like, we want to do a takeover. We want to become the Windy City Willies for a game day. So they're doing new uniforms with our logo, our Woodstock Willie logo on it. We've got special ticket rates for Woodstock residents get to go for almost half the cost. And we get to see a great basketball game. And Woodstock Willie and their mascot, Gus Bull, have been going all around Woodstock and the arena together, just doing stuff, taking pictures, shooting video. And it's been a lot of fun and we can't wait for that event to happen. It's going to lead up to Groundhog Day, but it's a nice, it's nice to be noticed and nice that people are like, Hey, you, you guys are having fun out there. We want to have some fun with you. And we welcome that each and every time. I did want to ask about the Jeep commercial Mm -hmm. that you mentioned before. So yeah, that was, I, that was what 2020 when that was filmed i think or was it 19 i would have to look in my phone for pictures <laughs> it was this random thing not everybody nobody really knew it was happening kind of sort of like we knew something was going on a lot of the businesses had been contacted the city had been contacted at the time i was the manager of a venue on the square and i was approached to it was in 2020 i did just check was approached to be rented for an event and didn't know what it was they said you know we're filming a commercial and we want this room to kind of be holding for our extras and stuff so we're like hey you know sounds good it was a really early morning start i was probably one of the first people on the square still dark out and there was a nondescript white tv van looked just like the one in the movie just like it didn't have a logo on it or anything and i'm like there's just too many things going on you know we're, we're signing non-disclosures and stuff and when they arrived they're like here's what we're doing and here's what's going to happen and here's who's going to be here and that's what happened it was really funny because a lot of the extras had not yet seen the movie and I had this weird feeling like something was going to happen with it and I had brought my personal DVD copy of the movie with me that morning and so we had it on our screen and the the extras were watching the movie, some of them for the first time to just see what they were getting themselves into. So it was it was really fun. Brian Doyle Murray and Bill Murray, Stephen Tobolowski were all back for that filming. So having already spent time with Stephen at the previous Groundhog Day, I was had a good time with him. And we were actually honored enough to get, we had already had our posters ready for that year's event, for the 2020 event. And I was able to get Bill Murray, Stephen Tobolowski, and 
and Brian Doyle Murray to all sign our posters, which we then auctioned off to raise money for various cherries in here in Woodstock. Oh, awesome. So yeah, I think I remember at the time, it seemed like it maybe came about pretty quickly. Like maybe there was <laughs> some question as to whether Bill Murray was going to do it. Like maybe they couldn't get into contact with him. I feel like I've heard stories about that. Like he might be difficult to get in contact with. I know there was that those stories about him just having some answering machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the only way you could get in contact with him. And maybe yeah. he listens to it and maybe he doesn't. Who knows? But I, I don't know how, how true those stories are, if that's still the case. Um, you know, I would say they're very true. Okay. I would say they're very true. And yes, they really weren't sure if he was, from what I understand, and this was you know, I became fairly acquainted with like the production director and the location director and stuff like that and and still have relationships with them because of all the, the work we did. They didn't know until about a week that he confirmed a week prior that he confirmed that they were going to do that. They came in, shot a whole bunch of stuff in, in on the street in different locations that the movie was done. They did do some filming at the bed and breakfast. And then they did make some of that com- Marshall, like you see him driving around in the field and he's out there with fireworks. That was at a local apple orchard slash, you know, farmland that's nearby. And then the inside the bedroom for the commercial was done on a soundstage and made to mimic the movie again and stuff. There was a lot of will he, won't he? And even Steven said that he wasn't completely sure, but he was contracted to and stuff so he was coming but yeah it was a, it was a, a lot of excitement most of the store owners that were contacted you know we were asked not to say anything so we didn't I didn't post anything until after the commercial came out but it did kind of get into the news about noon that day they were there about like 4 30 and about noon it got out on social media and all of a sudden people just started appearing so they were holding some people back but everyone just like when they filmed in 92 everyone's very courteous, very, oh, am I in the way? Let me move. But they just wanted to see the excitement. And Brian, Stephen and Bill, they went to, they went to lunch across the street at the diner. They were taking pictures in different stores, just really accommodating to all of their fans because people love this movie and they love Woodstock because it reminds them so much of the movie. I think it's really cool that this, that the movie has inspired all these things in Woodstock, you know. The number of weddings on Groundhog's Day in Woodstock is in the dozens sometimes. Oh, wow. People get married on Groundhog's in that, you know, it's so cold, but they will get married up in the bandstand just because they're fans of the movie, they're whatever reason. Wow. Yeah. It, people kind of come from everywhere and it's it's really just a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember listening to, I think it was the DVD commentary where Harold Ramis said they didn't think Punxsutawney had like the town center that he had envisioned mm-hmm. for Punxsutawney and they were I guess they went around and around looking for places and I don't, I don't know if it was maybe like their last stop or that their last stop on the day and it's a fun me. story it's a fun story so from Bob Hudgens who was the location manager they went to Punxsutawney to look at look it over and stuff but Punxsutawney's ceremony is actually out in a field they bus people out of town to this field so there's not that community vibe to it so they were like okay that's not gonna work Harold Ramis and Bill Murray both being in the Chicagoland area area at the time wanted something within 
one and a half to two hours tops from the city. And really early on, Bob, who had also been the location manager for planes, trains, and automobiles, which had scenes shot in Woodstock, mentioned to Harold, hey, how about this town? And he's like, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. They did have a, a scouting location day where they were up in, I think it was like Baraboo, Wisconsin, or somewhere in Wisconsin, but nearby enough. And the story goes, and what Bob has said is that, so on their way back from that, Harold liked it, but it wasn't like, this is the one. He's like, well, let me just, you know, we'll grab some lunch. Let me take you through this town. Comes to Woodstock and it had a relationship with John Shears, who was the act, who was the managing director of the Opera House at the time. John allowed them to go up into the bell tower of the Opera House, which nobody really gets to do at all. So so it was kind of a cool thing. They, they went up there. Harold looked around and said, this is it. This is it. So that's how it came to be. I think you might have mentioned it. Around what time is the ceremony usually for uh, Woodstock Willie? The prognostication is at 7.07 a.m. Okay. Central time, give or take. Sometimes some of our special guests will talk a little more or a little less, but right about seven o'clock is when we start the band. We have a band come out of Hoka Band. They play starting at about 6.45. The committee and dignitaries will come out of the opera house, walk to the bandstand at about seven o'clock, about like 6.55, seven o'clock, and we're on the square for that. And it really just depends on how quickly people get through speeches. And then we bring out the opera house had built a kind of enclosure looking tree stump, very similar to the movie. And Wendy is in there and Mark will pull them out and we find out if it's going to be a early spring or a long winter. I need your help to wake up the groundhog. On the count of three, I need everybody to shout, it's Groundhog Day. One, two, three. This February 2nd at 7.07 or so, Woodstock Willie, the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators emerged reluctantly but alertly in Woodstock, Illinois to wish his faithful followers a happy Groundhog Day. Willie looked skyward to the east and then behind to the ground and stated clearly in Groundhog ease, I definitely see a shadow. Six more weeks of winter! So that all goes down at about seven o'clock. And then we have a full day of activities. There's a ticketed breakfast at the Moose, which was the filming location for the dinner dance and bachelor auction. And then many of our restaurants all open early to service everybody. The Public House is a restaurant that does the drink to world peace. So you're, you're taking shots at 7.20 in the morning. It helps with the cold. You get nice and warm doing that. And we just have a whole day of activities that day. All right. I think that mainly covers everything I wanted to cover. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Anything I missed asking about? Not too much. I mean, we've got a website that's up year round. It does. I just looked at it and it looks like I need to update it because it's been a little bit, but that's woodstockgroundhog.org. That's the official website for Groundhog Days. We have a Facebook page, we're on Instagram and Woodstock Willie has their own channels too. So <laughs> Woodstock Willie is on Facebook. Groundhog's Day is on Facebook. We have a lot of fun interacting and let's see the next time 
Willie is out and about in the community will be at, I think, Legend of the Pickle kickoff. Oh, what's that? Legend of the Pickle is, um, here's a funny another tidbit of Woodstock. Are we not only the filming location for Groundhog Day, but we are the home of Kloss and Pickles. Every Kloss and Pickle in the world is made in Woodstock, Illinois. We are the only plant. So Legend of the Pickle is like kind of a, not old wives tale, but just an old story time, you know, like they'd hide a pickle on on the tree and whoever found it got an extra gift or something. And we just kind of embraced that. And with Clausen right here, so Woodstock Willie and usually whatever child we can, <laughs> we can wrangle is in a pickle costume and it's a scavenger hunt held throughout Woodstock. It lasts for a few weeks and you look for little pickle ornaments hidden in stores. And then we do a drawing that Clausen gives us some prizes for. It's just a, it's a nice lead into the holiday season. And we've got everybody from kids to adults on their own. We'll go out and do this little scavenger hunt, but that, that'll be the next time Willie is around. And then lighting of the square, Willie and Santa are good friends. So you'll see them together at the Christmas parade. And then after that, you'll see us at a basketball game shooting some hoops, the entire committee. And, and like I said, what's great about this is they've, they've made some concessions for Woodstock residents to get some discounted tickets so we can all have some fun. And they're going to have an entire line of apparel and bobbleheads and stuff. We're so excited to see all of these things come together and to work with the Windy City Bulls to just kind of spread the love of Groundhog's Day. Um, And then February 1st, we will be in Woodstock to welcome Woodstock Willie and kick off the festivities. I'll have to try and get my hands on one of those bobbleheads. It sounds pretty cool. I've never been out there. I am trying to get to more and more of the Groundhog Day forecaster events that are right now I've been going to ones that are kind of close. I'm in New Jersey, so there's a whole bunch in Pennsylvania. Was was yours the one that wasn't there one that passed away last year? There was a groundhog somewhere. So Milltown Mel passed away two years ago. Um, Okay, was that it? And then last year they apparently couldn't they didn't have the right paperwork or hadn't done something correctly. So they couldn't they couldn't have one last year either. So I don't know if there's going to be a Milltown Mel this year or not, but I'm waiting to see. We do also have one that is at the Turtleback Zoo. Okay. That That's kind of, th- those are kind of the big ones that we have in New Jersey. Pennsylvania, okay. I think, still has the most amount of... Maybe. Of- so it was really fun. Last year being the 30th anniversary of the movie coming out, we got a lot of coverage and we got a lot of coverage. We get a lot of coverage anyways, but we had national coverage. The Today Show came out and it was really fun because Al Roker on February 2nd, I'm, I'm usually busy that day, so I don't, I don't get to watch TV that morning. Right. He, he'll do, you know, pop-ups of, of across the country, the different groundhogs. And we're like, wait a second, you don't have Woodstock Willie. So he told us last year that they would have Woodstock Willie on the big map this year. So we're hoping so. But we've always thought it'd be fun to start a little rivalry with Puxatani, but we just haven't done that yet. You know, yeah, I was going to ask because I know that there are rivalries between different forecasters. And I know Punxsutawney seems to basically say anybody but Phil oh. is a pretender. So yep. yeah, we, we were always pretending like we're always talking about like, oh, we should, we should start a little rivalry. You should like, you know, send them something or what, you know, maybe we'll send them some pickles. We'll send them Claus and pickles or something. 
But it's fun. A couple of years ago, we had some visitors who were on the committee in Puxatani and their setup is just fun. They've got all kinds of stuff too. And she came out and we took her on the walking tour and, and showed her some of our sites and just, you know, some of the the things that we have and things. And it was just, it was really fun to to talk with her and see what they do. And it's a groundhog. We're, we're looking at a, a groundhog to predict the weather in light of all the, just the, the real life stuff that no, you know, I mean, you wake up to this morning's news and you're just like, oh, and then you just think about, it. but in a couple of months, we're looking for the weather predictions from a, a groundhog and, and somehow it makes the icky stuff not so bad when you can have yeah. some fun, stand out there with your friends. That's that's what I love about the holiday. I mean, it's just a little bit of fun in mm-hmm. the middle of, you know, at, at least here, uh, dreary, cold, cold yeah. weather. Absolutely. It's something to look forward to and, you know, maybe get out for a little bit, it have is. some enjoyment. And it sounds like you guys have a real big event there. So. We do. It's a couple of days and it's almost like it's still a little early. You know, we, we can still get snow in April here in, in uh, Northern Illinois, but in February, you've come out of that darkness of, you know, the post-holiday kind of haze and then January and then coming out February 2nd, kids will go to school late that day, families, friends, neighbors all come out. And that's sometimes the first time you've seen them too much because everybody's bundled inside and just doing their own thing. And then February 2nd, we're all out there on the square and you're like, Hey, hi, you know, it's almost like we're all coming out of hibernation and we're all ready to start start our day anew and it really is kind of a it's an experience here in Woodstock and it's a great opportunity to just kind of appreciate what we've got and what we have to offer okay well I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and you know if I if I can get out there some year I would love to uh check out your celebration oh, yeah and- definitely set it like let us know we've had a couple of different newscasters podcasters television shows there's a great one on YouTube called beyond the Backlot, and they all they do is tour and give stories of the locations of different films and they came out and did Woodstock and that's a great way to see some of the behind the scenes stuff and what it looks like now compared to what it was in the movie and John McGibbon's Main Streets came down to Woodstock and we we did a whole special about Groundhog stay then too so there's some great great things nothing beats being here in person so if you make it let us know we, we will get you behind the scenes and make sure you're on the pub crawl and all the fun stuff we've got going that sounds really great absolutely so, unless you have something else thank you so much for being on here thank you And that's our interview. Thanks again to Melissa McMahon for taking the time to talk to me about Woodstock and Woodstock Willie. If you have the opportunity to check out Woodstock Groundhog Days this year, I highly recommend doing so. Are you an artist? Well, that's great. On CountdownToGroundhogDay.com, we're currently running an art contest. We're asking for your submissions for theoretical Groundhog Day specials that don't exist but should. Like, what if there was a Charlie Brown Groundhog Day special called There's Gonna Be Six More Weeks of Winter, Charlie Brown? or an episode of ALF where ALF learns the true meaning of Groundhog Day. A link to the contest will be in the show notes. Also on the website, we're compiling a list of all of the public Groundhog Day ceremonies that we can find. We'll be updating the list as more information becomes available. A link to that list is also in the show notes. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks to everyone who's subscribed to the podcast so far. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. 
Some of my best friends, i.e. other podcasters I've never met or interacted with but only listened to with my ears, tell me it helps. Music for this show was written by the awesome Breakmaster Cylinder. Show artwork is by Tom Mike Hill. If you want to learn more about Groundhog Day, visit CountdownToGroundhogDay.com. Any feedback or voice recordings can be sent to podcast at CountdownToGroundhogDay.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. 